I'm your host, Thomas, data scientist, data engineer, and you're listening Let's Talk AI. On this podcast, we receive experts to talk about their experience, visions, challenges, with no fear to go into technical details. If you're looking to learn more about AI and related subjects, you're at the right place, so make yourself comfortable and enjoy. If you like this episode, please give us a review on your favorite streaming platform, such as Spotify or Apple Podcast. You can also find more content on my LinkedIn newsletter. And welcome, welcome to this first episode uh, of uh, Let's Talk AI. Today we're with Alan Kashkash. Um, so maybe Alan, you can present yourself. We are in a few sentences. Sure. Hey, Thomas. Uh, so I'm Alan. I'm CEO at Linguido AI startup and uh, machine learning engineer at Rekit. Rekit, which is a mother company of brands like Durex, uh, Finnish, or Eric. Uh, you can share um, a little bit more of your background, and I would also like to hear more about what is Linguido. Absolutely, absolutely. So as of, as of my background, well, I I started actually in business, not not in AI, because right. uh, initially initially my vision for life was to work in my family business, and mm. uh, at the time I was running a few ventures there. Uh, in the meanwhile, I also had uh, my freelance job as an uh, English teacher. Yes. And uh, and then finally machine learning came through. Uh, All right. So I think I started like everyone, like uh, super uh, supervised learning, then you go to deep learning, but then NLP, natural language processing, with their transformer models and uh, and famous GPT-3 came in. I understand. And uh, a quick question, why did you switch from business to to being uh, a machine learning engineer and having your own startup uh, about AI? So it, it, it all has started from one article, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, there is a fam- famous blogger, Wait But Why. I think okay. he's on, on, on TED Talks. Uh, he has one of the most famous talks. Uh, he had an article uh, about AI, like that it's going to be one of the biggest things of our lifetimes. And uh, and since the moment I read it, and that was like damn long, but but I read it all. I read it all, and uh, and that was the moment then when when I realized that this is something that's gonna be big, and I wanna be a part of these changes. Like, okay, I wanna so be among people who understand these things. So you started AI from scratch, like you were you didn't have any background of engineering, coding, none of that, and you, no, and you started no, no. on your own. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, and you, my bachelor was in finance. Like then, for my masters, I went uh, to study big data. But like I started mm-hmm. as a business guy. That's cool. And so you said, so Linguido is an app. So you shared a bit. Can you share a bit more about the visions of Linguido and uh, and uh, maybe OpenAI, like kind of introducing OpenAI? Absolutely, absolutely. So let's let's start from Linguido because that's uh, that's yeah. the thing I'm most proud of. Uh, so Linguido is first in the world AI e-learning platform where you can right. automatically generate uh, materials for language learning. We use GPT-3, we use a bunch of other transformer models, uh, and we use them to like combine the power of AI with with teachers to to create new set of materials that will, that will per- further personalize the learning experiences of learners. Okay. Uh, and we have a very bold mission here. We want to help teachers find their find their own place in the digital world. As uh, we could see, like when the pandemic started, that was a mess. 
that was a mm. mess because uh, imagine imagine like you have lessons you're an english teacher you have lessons and you teach yeah. offline for 20 years and then at one certain moment you have to transition from everything you you've been doing so far to online uh, yeah. and at, at that time that was a mess and i remember helping teachers to like get to know some tools like showing them the tools i, I was using when i was teaching online uh helping them understand understand the internet like uh, how to use all all the all the stuff yeah. to, to 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 conduct lessons uh and that was also the moment when we were working on an app for language learners um but then when we got an access to gpt3 Okay. Uh, we realized the potential that actually we can help teachers express their vision for learning. So we shouldn't okay. just keep GPT free for, free for ourselves and use it for to generate our content. We should everyone mm -hmm. let ex, uh, express their vision and create their own content. Yeah. Totally. So I feel like uh, oh, I'm sorry. I feel like uh, so you, you shared about uh, GPT three about. Uh, uh, Linguido in, in your mission, but uh, can you introduce uh, before getting further into Linguido? Um, what is GPT-3? How does it work? And uh, yeah, getting a little bit more about uh, in the detail of GPT-3 for the people who are listening. Absolutely, absolutely. So GPT-3 is a big deal. <laughs> that, that's for All sure. Right. <laughs> that's <laughs> it, it's a it's a big deal because. Uh, this is the largest AI model in the world. Maybe there are some bigger models now. I don't know. I, I saw some companies that are working on it. Uh, but basically, this is the largest AI model in the world that mm -hmm. deals with language. So it's able to to generate generate articles on its own. It's able to generate uh, grammatical exercises. Uh, it's able to to chat with you. It's it's super smart. It's super smart right. and uh, it has a lot of a lot of cap uh, capabilities when it comes to to human language. All right, and so you, you're building you're building an application on GPT three. So, so do you have like uh, a special a special contact with OpenAI because I know that uh, the OpenAI APIs are like using their models to build applications it's very uh it's very hard to get access and if i'm not wrong you're one of the first uh, startups to have access to these models uh to build an application so how did that happen uh, can you share more about the process yes 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 so openai is the company behind gpt3 uh company initially co-founded by elon musk that's the interesting part and the company that also got funded uh, from Microsoft with one billion dollars. Okay. Um, very interesting company. Uh, so we are collaborating with them uh, as they are the provider of GPT three, mm. and uh, they are very helpful when when it comes to building application. Like uh, they they offer support for for startups working with them. Uh, well, we we connect the power to, to build some great products so uh so it's uh i let, let me underline that uh credits to open ai for 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 their work uh like the, the way they collaborate with startups um yes uh, it's right that uh, access to gpt3 wasn't public it's public now but it, it wasn't always in this way initially mm. 
initially that, that was a, that was a very hard part initially uh i applied three times and three times i, I had no response right. uh to to get access so uh first time when when gpt3 uh was released then after some time and then when i was doing my research whether whether yeah. language models can can do uh can uh, automatically generate language materials i was i was re rejected as well so well, then finally we we uh, we got luck <clears throat> we got lucky because uh, we have a we have a stake uh, we have a, share, a shareholder okay. uh Demium capital that is a startup incubator mm -hmm. and and I remember once when we were talking, I told them that uh, I'm doing a research uh, to to use AI for generation of the content, and I was using GPT two at the time, hmm. and uh, and I knew that whatever I'm gonna do, it's gonna be worse than whatever is gonna be built on GPT three. So hmm. it was crucial, like to to get access to GPT three and to, like you know continue the research on on a bigger model, not yeah. just. The technology that was already old. Yeah, All so right. so their their CPO from Demium helped us. He reached out to CTO of OpenAI, and a few days later, we were access. Okay, so you got it uh, through through like your research. You used the research way. I feel like a lot of people can get access to, like Dali, for example, which is another model, and it's quite hard to get access to it, but. Uh, Using the thesis excuse or like the research or like PhD or whatever always helps get access to those models. So yes. you're working with GPT-3, right? Um, but you're building your own application, meaning that you're not only using GPT-3 as a service, but you're implementing the model into your application to um, to deliver uh, to teachers material. I think we'll get more into the project of your. Um, of your uh, company after, but uh, can you share a little bit about how is it uh, working with GPT-3 and uh, what challenges you can face uh, regarding working with the model and uh, building an application around it? Absolutely, absolutely. Just to refer to what, what, what you just said at the beginning, yeah. uh, we also got access to, to DALI. So oh, we're, all right. we're nice. very, very fortunate. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, uh, and, uh, but about GPT-3, it's uh, it's just wonderful to work with, really, because yeah. uh, you can get constantly surprised. But like, wow, that story it generated was really good, or like, wow, it can even do it this way, and you're constantly surprised, like how smart it is. Yeah. Like uh, <clears throat> speaking of challenges, speaking of challenges, the biggest challenge I think that we faced was uh, that AI is not an English teacher. You know, so it means that AI yeah, is what? Sorry, it's not an English teacher. Oh yeah, okay. Therefore, therefore, you may have some some issues like uh, when you tell AI to generate grammar exercises, like mm. present simple, uh, yeah. and like you tell him to 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 show whether this one is true or or false, yeah. uh, whether it should be let or let. Mm -hmm. uh, it may struggle. My struggle. So, uh, a big, big part of of our research was to how to make sure that AI will answer correctly. Mm. So, uh, so we've we've decided after all we've decided that well maybe GPT three is, is not enough. Maybe we should mm -hmm. also 
build additional layers, like some validation yeah. layers, or team it up with other AI model that will that will validate or do some transformation. So uh, yeah, so that was definitely one of the big challenges. Uh, and constantly, like uh, OpenAI improves quality of of of, uh, of their models, uh, including GPT three and. Uh, yeah, well, so it's it's all getting it's all getting better, it's, uh, but like improving the quality, improving the accuracy, that is still a big challenge. And uh, you also asked about surprises. I think the biggest surprise that we had uh, yeah. was was that we we taught AI how to lie, because okay. you know uh, the 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 thing is that AI is uh, tends to be correct naturally. Yes. But uh, but we built a we built a tool to generate true false uh, statements. Like you right. you have a text and you have to say like five sentences like uh, Alan has a dog, true or All false, right. based on the yeah. text. Yes. Uh, so so we made AI to generate false statements, and that was that was a big breakthrough. Like, oh wow! All right. Like it, it can say something that wasn't in the text. And and even market as as false. All right. Uh, can you share a, li a little bit more about how did you thought of this and how did you implement it, or is it confidentiality? Regarding uh, well, this I, I, I can I can tell like uh, uh, not not in a very big detail, but yeah, yeah. like uh, yeah. So for true true false, I think there was a lot of prompt engineering. I think there was. There was also the, a validation layer and mm -hmm. uh, some NLP layer. Like uh, you know, uh, when you when you receive the the text from from AI model, yeah, you still have to make sure that uh, the answer is right. So yes. like like for example, like for example, OpenAI has its content filter where it checks like whether whether the the response contains any any words that shouldn't be there, like uh, you you can't you can't release release uh, the text from from model which is which treats about things like I don't know sexual stuff. So yeah. so they have a content filter, and we also implement this content filter. Okay. Uh, and in such a way, we built our own content filter, but like right. not for not for you know harmful. Harmful stuff because OpenAI yeah. AI already does that, but uh, content filter to make sure that AI goes in the direction we want it to go. Okay, uh, that's super interesting. Thanks for for sharing, and I think uh, it's quite clear also. Okay, so we've learned a, a bit more about uh, you working around GPT three, uh, how you're implementing tools, um, uh, putting layers, uh, using this model and. Uh, through code and through machine learning engineering, uh, making great tools to help uh, the education in general. Uh, so I feel like it's a wonderful mission. And um, you. can you share a little bit more about uh, what you've already built uh, with your startup, with your coworkers? Uh, wh at what stage um, is your company today? What do you have? Uh, what projects do you have? Absolutely, absolutely. So, Linguido is currently on the stage where we onboard the, the first customers. We onboard the first customers, and uh, we have a big moment ahead of us. 
because mm. uh, Liquido got uh, got selected as one of the featured startups for Web Summit, the biggest All right. tech, tech event in uh, at least in Europe. I don't know if in the whole world. Maybe TechCrunch is bigger, but like mm-hmm. Web Summit is definitely one of the biggest in the world. Mm. So that's a that's a great privilege to be there, uh, and uh, and we're definitely gonna gonna show. So all we all we got uh, there on, on the beginning of November in, in Lisbon, mm. but as for, as for the product, what what we have, uh, Linguido, Linguido has its orga- organizational form. Like you know, you, you can you can add your students, add your classes. You, you mm. can have a role of director, of teacher. Uh, you mm. can add your knowledge base. So there's a lot of great stuff for for teachers and for language schools. To, to help them manage manage the educational content they have, but mm. uh, but let's let's put it aside because like uh, speaking of AI, we offer we offer uh, a a tab full of magic called material, and there we mm. have 10, 10 content generation tools. Like uh, I'm not sure if I remember, I'll be able to <laughs> to say all all of them. Uh, yeah. Let me try. Let me try. So first of all, we do flashcards generation. You type the all topic right. and you get the flashcards about this given topic. Oh. Then you have reading generation, which is uh, actually a simple thing because it's uh, just just text generation, where you yes. can where you can uh, generate the reading about uh, about the topic you've given. Uh, but then also comes the great magic because this this reading within our platform. Also has additional component that you can just click the word or select the sentence, and you get the translation of it with the button to add to your flashcards. If that's something new to you, and All right. so so okay. after the generation of that, teachers also have a lot a lot of things to things to do with that. Uh, okay. Going back to AI, uh, so we do let me let me like for like we do two different algorithms different mm-hmm. kinds of algorithms. One is natural language generation, and okay. second is natural language understanding. Okay. So as for generation, these two were examples. And we also have dialogues generation. We also have uh, questions generation, true-false thesis generation, mm. grammar exercises generation, uh, personalized personalized sentences generation. So um, so there is there are a lot of, a lot of Tools for generating content. Uh, but let, let me also let me also tell you about the other side, which is pretty exciting because I think so far we've talked mostly about GPT-3, but the other the other two uh, two algorithms we have, uh, they are from natural language understanding, and they are also mm. uh, very interesting because okay. I think that's where, where we're doing some breakthroughs. Uh, we have. Uh, we have tools for text analysis where you can detect what are the grammar tenses used in the text, mm-hmm. okay. and you can you can measure uh, language level of, of of your text, meaning like right. certain words will be A1, which is the lowest level for language learners. Certain words yes. will be C1, which is uh, well almost almost like native, the most the most advanced level, and right. and using our tool. Uh, teachers can just drop the text and learn what is the language level of each particular word and like what is what is the statistics 
of, of the words we give that I mean, uh, I understand that there are complex algorithms behind that took time to develop, mm-hmm. but um, but um, so did you kind of assign uh, a note to to a word and like have a big dictionaries of um, word ponderations and you do the average to determine the statistic of uh, like give a C1 to a text or, or can you show more about what is behind this? Yes, 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 absolutely. So... So actually, currently it's uh, it's more rule based as we are as we are getting the first data, getting the first feedback. Yes. Uh, but we've already like did the research on how it's supposed to work and what what are the biggest problems. So mm. uh, to not uh, like currently, yes, we use dictionary. We use dictionary of words and. Uh, and language level, but uh, let, let me tell you what are, what are the problems that should be solved, and like that is something that will be a big innovation, and we're we're keen to work on that. But like we leave it for the for the next part, uh, like after after we solve some of the current problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, yes, uh, for like to have truly working this tool, we need to have a neural network. That is able to recognize ev- everything uh, the right way. Why? Because uh, because neural networks understand context, mm-hmm. and, and dictionaries, well, they don't. They they just understand words. Yes. Uh, so so with with uh, with words, like one of the one of the problems that we, we could see from the very beginning is that in can be a one. Or in can be C1 depending on the context. Hmm. Like in cer- certain contexts, yeah. in will be will be like in a more di- difficult used in a more difficult sentence, and yeah. and that will be C1. So yeah. to to like make an algorithm that understands it all, we have to use neural network and train it on on data, like showing hey, so this is an example of in. At a one level, and these mm. are examples for in at C one level, mm. uh, and this is this is just the beginning of the problems because uh, okay. there are also things like, well, like uh, like phrasal verbs and uh, and there are like the words are the words are uh, words with the word uh, words with the word uh, something in it, mm. like uh, getting through something. So okay. something can be anything. Something can be anything, and while you know, when you have, like I said, rule based, you can say that all right. For instead of something, there there can be anything, and hmm. that would be that would be an easy 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 catch. But uh, for no neural network, well, we have to show that there has to be many things. So like yes. getting through, uh, getting through the accident, getting through emergency, getting through uh the heartbreak. Uh, getting through many things to to show it examples how uh, how this this word should be should be encoded. Okay, I understand. Yeah, yeah. So so it's way more complicated than just attributing uh, notes to um to a word. It goes through neural networks, and then as you've mentioned, you have uh, a lot more problems that comes after that. So you have different techniques to be able to. Uh, put a word in its context, uh, context, and it feels uh, to me. Correct me if I'm wrong. That uh, there are a lot of training 
to get a, a good um, a good uh, understanding of how the worlds are correlated into uh, with each other and and in the in the context. Yes, 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 absolutely. Okay, okay, awesome. I feel like uh, we're we're running out of time. I would like to keep um, talking uh, like for hours like that, but. Uh, to maintain Pleasure the so time fine. of the podcast, uh, we surely will invite you again as you have way uh, a lot more to say. I would like to finish with uh, three questions. Um, so before that, um, do you have any message that you would like to share regarding regarding your company? And uh, uh, yeah, to, to the listeners, do you have any message regarding AI, your company, your vision? Yes, absolutely. So... We are just making first steps in implementing big language models into language learning. And imagine what, what would happen if we had a chance to work on that for like the next 10 years. Like how any technology can change within the mm. time frame of 10 years. So we can, we can change the world this way. We can, we can use AI to, to create fully personalized courses on its own. And like significantly, like by continuing to work with with language schools and teachers, uh, better understand their needs, better understand the problems they, they're facing. We could we could implement AI even in in more areas. So we are we are here on an important mission. And my message is: help us spread the word, help us spread the spread the idea. Uh, we're doing. Like we're working on the great stuff here, and uh, I want, we want the people to be excited about it. So we're gonna be soon on on the web summit. Uh, tell tell your friends about Linguido that it's gonna be on the web summit, and uh, awesome. and yeah, and help us help us spread the word so that we could we could change the world together. That's awesome! A great uh, educational project, help education, a big uh, matter to me. So yeah, I really like. Uh, uh, the vision uh just really quickly i have three following up questions regarding uh, um regarding your learning recommendations of people mm -hmm. to come on the podcast so um how do you keep learning and and be curious shortly um i think like uh, while working on it it's it's hard not to be uh but there are, there are also great great resources like i can recommend two minutes podcasts on youtube uh, it's uh, like when when you get advanced in the field, you start like less watching how someone codes something and more reading research papers. So this guy there, he explains research papers in a in a simple manner. Uh, great great resource. And uh, also love watching Tech with Team for more advanced okay. Python concepts. All right. So the the first one, what was the name of the first one? Uh, two minute papers. Okay, and the second one that you said, Tech with Team. Okay, awesome. Oh yeah, I've seen. Uh, I think I've seen him multiple times. Um, Famous guy. Yeah. Do you have any? Do you have any anything that you want to share that helped you during your your AI journey? I feel like the two recommendations before could answer these questions, but maybe you have a book or something else or. Uh, yes, so I would say like for people pursuing their career in AI, do your own project. Do your own project, take part in competitions on Kaggle, uh, but uh, 
do your own project. Like start yeah. working on something and work on it for for some time. You'll learn a lot rather than like yeah. one time geek. If you if you keep working on something for three months, that is gonna be significantly bigger and and you will have much more meaningful insights. Yeah, I feel like that's a great recommendation. I really like that camp to uh, to 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 oh, yeah, learn and, uh, code while learning and uh, and doing uh, competitions too. Last but not least, uh, we've come to an end. Do you have two people that you would recommend to come on this podcast? Yes. So first person that comes to my mind is my current manager at Reiki. It's uh, Sergey Kachuk, who's been okay. in the field for, for many years now and is very knowledgeable of the field. Awesome. And the uh, second, second person that comes, comes to my mind is, uh, is my, my colleague, Uh, from Rekit, who's uh, been working with me on, on one project, uh, Michal Gavrilou. Uh, he's very knowledgeable, senior data scientist. Uh, like it's, it's, uh, it's very intriguing to see like how you can apply data science concepts to like take your own decisions. And like, mm. like for the, I, I could, you know, I, I'm an ML guy, ML NLP guy. So I, I spent some time in data science, but not that much. And like Michal, he could just use, you know, like things like a confusion matrix to take some decision. Uh, I think it's great. Like he can definitely share some data science concepts that, that can help, help with uh, taking important decisions. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Alan, to came on to, to, to game sharing your vision and your goals uh, on this podcast. I wish you the best, best, sorry, for the web summit. And I'm looking forward to see how, how this goes. Thank you very much, Thomas. Pleasure's all mine. Congrats, you've made it to the end. I hope you had a great time and that you learned a few things. To learn more about AI, you can subscribe to my newsletter or check the blog. And to support the podcast, you can give us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also share it with two friends, colleagues or family members that might be interested. I wish you to have a wonderful day. Bye.